Thanks to everyone who supported us over on Patreon. If you want additional episodes every month, just go back us for a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash boards and swords. Watch very closely now. Three, two, one. Bazoom. Check that out. Yes. We want the phone. <laughs> Gotta have that phone. Is it okay? If, so if it's okay if like when the bread touches the fries. Do I really want to just stand still and cast a lightning bolt? No, I want to avoid you and shove a lightning bolt across. I just crap my alien <laughs> pants. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I just want to let you guys know. Uh-huh. You hate um, all of us and, and we're um, fired. <laughs> I've, I've released poison into the AC system. <laughs> you all have about five. Five minutes left to live. So much news, like all Nothing's this stuff to happened. talk about. No, there's been some stuff, but it was all boring. You didn't go with C. Well, was... you need to go with C. And our friends, we we combined. You've told that story. We combined. Have I told it on the podcast? Yes, I'm pretty sure yeah. you told have. It. Well, I'm telling it again because I just realized as I was reading this that this game's already been done. They even made a show about it. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> and go watch it. This is Boards and Swords. Hello out there, everyone. Welcome to Boards and Swords. This is a podcast where we have bad jokes, good folks, and some tabletop gaming as well. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Chris Renshaw. And for the 199th time, not really, but whatever, it's Mr. Phil Herbig. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, we want to welcome you to, um, oh, you know what we didn't do? You what? Know what I didn't do today? What? I didn't go to 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. I mean, you still got time. Aren't they open you like time. 24 hours? It used to was. <laughs> used to was that they were called 7-Eleven because they were only open from 7 to 11. Well, if that's the case, then, then you still got some time. Still got a little bit of time. I still got a little then bit Then they of time. just opened like 20 minutes ago. Exactly. See? Like, what are we worried about? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it is, it's, it's Monday. July 11th, 7-Eleven. Yeah. Um, not if you're listening to the podcast. Week. Not if you're listening to the podcast version. Not if you're, yeah, not if you're listening to us. You missed out on 7-Eleven day because they had signs up that they were doing stuff like all last week. Yeah. Unless you're listening to this podcast next year, in which case it could be 7-Eleven. It could be. That's the the, the time travel. Don't so. cross the streams. <laughs> Yes. Wrong movie. This is episode number 199. We're almost there. Almost to 200. Almost to 200. In fact, that's where we're going to start the show. We're going to start the show with a little housekeeping because maybe not everybody saw. I meant to put out an actual post uh, like in the in the podcast feed, but I put it up on YouTube and then realized I privated it for like a week. <laughs> like I went in yesterday to post a short and I was like, Huh. Like I had embedded the video on like the website, boardsandswords.com slash episode two hundred, but I had never unprivated it. <laughs> so no, you just had it, it just popped up like as a private video. No one can watch it. Well, I think Oh, that's right, because unlisted still means that they they uh unlisted is where if you have the link it'll work. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh but yes. We had to we had to punch things down a little bit because last week was supposed to be our, our recording day, but it was this little known holiday known as the uh, the the fifth of July or something like that. The the eighth of November. Eighth of November. We're supposed to remember. I, I don't remember what day it is. So this week you're getting the episode, and then in two weeks, two weeks is big episode two hundred. I'm so excited because I was I was spitballing because this is something I've kind of been thinking about doing for the past couple of months, but I finally got the equipment to do it. I finally talked with our local store owner. And so we are going to do a live in-person show for the first time 
like you and know for the record we've been talking about doing like that type of thing for um uh, years yeah well yeah because the idea was like oh we'll go to a convention and do it but then it's like who's gonna come <laughs> like, who's gonna like come to come to a show so hey, hoser 40k you're gonna come to one of our shows we go to a convention <laughs> maybe gen con next year he's like yes i will log into the chat <laughs> But yes, so uh, we're going to actually have a live studio audience, even if it's just like the four or five of our friends. <laughs> right. I'm like, I need y'all to be here just so there'll at least be someone there. <laughs> so there uh, oh, we, oh, we need, do you have, do you have an applause sign? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll get, I'll, I'll sub this out for an applause thing. And then I could just like plug, I don't, it Light doesn't it really have a switch. Right. I'll have to like plug it in and unplug it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you know, back in the day, Gen Con was in the Seattle area, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was in it the uh, it was in Minnesota or Wisconsin or something. Yeah, uh, Seattle's just where like Wizards of the Coast is. Uh, so yes, uh, live in person show at boardsandswords.com slash episode two hundred. We'll have all the details. We're also going to be streaming it live like we usually do um since philip cut off his camera there uh we're hopefully gonna be with less technical difficulty hopefully yeah you know less of those bits to go through but we're still going to be streaming it. so if you're not in the southern maryland area which i assume most people are not then you'll still be able to hear the show um it won't have all the fancy sound effects and stuff because you know one one less thing to complicate matters and so yeah that'll be i'll just i just need you to leave me remoted into this computer and i'm just gonna listen to these for all the time (laughs) and then i can i mean so like what we're here ha got him (laughs) got him and you just have you just have it on your phone you'll you uh remote in with your phone and then just turn the volume up yes I can do the air horn just like that dude in um, Cloud. Uh, what was that? Superstore America or Superstore? Oh yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Well, that's what that that. So the the recording of that air horn is actually there was an app called Air Horn, and I just plugged my phone in into the recorder and just hit the air horn a couple times and then clipped it. <laughs> that was <laughs> that's where that air horn sound came from. Hey, um, it's it's not dumb if it works. Right, I know, but. Um, but so that'll be episode 200 and we're going to have a lot of giveaways. I've already had two publishers already talk to me and give me, uh, or willing to donate some stuff from both leader games and, uh, uh, Thunderworks games. So there'll be a lot of cool stuff. Plus for the people that are going to be there, I have actual physical prizes, but, uh, some of those might get given out to the chat as well, but, um, it's less stuff I have to mail out if so. Uh, I'm thinking, and I know we're just spitballing this. Uh, I, I'm thinking uh, it's something I thought about doing at a convention, but having a, a pun off where uh, I'll have an item up for for a prize up, and whoever gives me the best pun related to that item gets the item. Oh, there we go. That that's kind I've of I've seen I've seen clips of those on uh, on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. And I feel or, like or it's got to oh it, see see not just who makes the best pun, but it's got to be like if you can force the person to crack a smile. See, but then we'd be there all day. We would be all there. Yeah. And and it would get it would get eventually people would just start leaving. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll just bar the doors. <laughs> they have to We've locked the door. It's like, the you know, it was episode 100 where I said uh, I filled the AC with poison. And <laughs> like in the intro, that was technically episode 100. So oh, nice. It, it, it's been 100 episodes since the gassing. Um, but we're due for another one. Another change to the schedule because 
two weeks from that, so a month from now, from when we're recording this, uh, I will be on the road coming back from Gen Con. Probably in the Maryland, I'll probably be in Maryland State by now. Um, but by this time of the day, yeah, yeah, by this time of the day, I'll I'll, st- I'll be getting close to to home. But uh, that's going to be a lot. So what I'm going to do is we're not going to have a streamed show that week, but you will get episode two on one that week. That'll be I'll be recording on location audio from Gen Con and then come home, edit it down. And then at 201 will be the the Gen Con show, but it'll be not streamed. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's all the news for the show. And that's probably the longest we've ever talked pre for that. So let's uh, get to actual news. Oh, right. I got to get to the things are your technical difficulties have thrown me off, Philip. Alt F4. All right. Oh, I need to actually turn off your capture here. There we go. Uh, so uh, my cat likes to be brushed, but only in underground mazes. She really likes cat combs. So this came out because we're starting to get the. Have you gotten the deluge yet of uh, of Gen Con eat press emails? Um, no, I have not because that email doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, but uh, Direwolf came out and announced that they're gonna have Clank Catacombs, a new modular deck building adventure game that'll come out in fall 2022. Gen Con, it's gonna have their first look, forty to five to ninety minutes, retailing for sixty dollars. But instead of before where it's going to be boards uh, or, you know, either last one time it was tiles that you set out beforehand. And then in the regular Clank version, you had different maps. This time it's going to have separate tiles that you will then lay out and uncover as you go into the game. So and this means that each time you play the game, the game will play. It's that whole kind of like random generation thing that, that all the kids are talking about these days. Yeah. Like, um, uh, what's it? Uh, something betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Betrayal did the same thing. So, uh, you know, somebody tell Colin and Cindy, speaking of 100 a hundred episodes clank. ago. <laughs> yeah. There's a new clank for them. Um, so I, I've definitely booked a look at this cause clank's a good game, but, uh, moving on. If you enlist a submarine into military service, is that considered a subscription? That's some, uh, that's some like SAT words in there, like scription, inscription, whatever. Uh, this, this was so weird. I couldn't not talk about this. And that Capstone Games announces Capstone Plus. It's a subscription service. Now, Capstone Games, they've done some very popular stuff like Arc Nova and Terra Nova. And let's see, what's some other stuff that they've done? There was, they had their, uh, what was it, Irish Gage, uh, Ride the Rails, stuff like that. A lot of the times, more the, you know, if we're going to go with the classic definition, the the boards versus, you know, Philip and I on our, on our swords, team swords. So this would definitely be more of a other, you know, a, a team board sort of game, these types of games. Uh, which is why you don't hear about them too much on the show right now. But uh, it's $20 a year for a membership, and it offers consumers 20% off everything on their websites, which includes items that are already discounted. And then you get priority shipping, where members' orders take precedence over other stuff. Um, so wh- wh- how I know I know Capstone's not, not necessarily your bag, Philip, um, only because you've probably not played too many other games, but... What is, what do you what's your initial reaction to this? So I'm 
so for for twenty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Um. So for twenty dollars a year. So you is, get if you buy a, if you buy a hundred dollars of product, you've you've earned your money back. You've earned your money back. Yes. Um. So, I mean, it it makes no sense to not become a Capstone Plus subscriber if you are a person who purchases a lot of capstone games items right um but then i feel like so like one of the things they're pitching like priority shipment yeah um members orders take precedence over other shipments okay so if everyone is a member yeah it's no longer a benefit right but it sounds like also they're gonna get shipments before like stores do so yeah, which like, i was i was reading that at the bottom too right. it's like your your game store it's like hey we're selling this for 40 bucks yeah i can get it for 30 bucks on the website in so, three days while this seems like a great thing for the for someone who's a fan of capstone games I feel like, and again, this is maybe just because I've been spending so much time in a board game shop. I feel like this is a big slap in the face to a board game shop. Yeah. Because if I'm a if I'm a game store owner, this would give me reason not to stock Capstone at all. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Just like, like take whatever shelf space you got for them. And yeah. Give it, to, give it to something else. Like if if that's the way they're gonna do it, to where you're gonna inf, you know prioritize people going to your website. Because it's like, sure, if I have a game on... And you'd be like, okay, well, not everybody's going to sign up for Capstone. But you're showing off a product or having a product that if it gets somebody hooks, then could potentially they could go get it elsewhere. You're giving them another reason not to shop in the store kind of thing, which we can, you go, you, you get back into the loop of why would you support a local game store versus not. But it's one of those, like, I feel like there's a better way of doing this. Like... Like there, there's got to be. There could have been. There could have been. Like I know everybody's kind of. There's a lot of publishers. Like Stonemeyer does this with their like champions programs and stuff. It's not exactly like this, but it is. It is similar. It's it's somewhat similar. But a lot of stores are trying to give like bonuses to like buying straight off the webs their website. I know FFG. A lot of people were doing that because. If you bought from FFG, like it shipped to you the same time it shipped to the store. So some people were wanting to, because like they could technically get the product before release if they pre-ordered through FFG's website. That still may, that still might be the case. Whereas like a like a game store would be like, oh well, this technically doesn't release till Friday, so you got to hold it until Friday. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, but, at Walmart. What was that? With like we had to do Walmart. Oh, yeah, come yeah. On. With releases of. Uh, Plays and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got ago. You know, at this point, what was that like? Ten years ago? <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, it was ten years ago. That was more than that. I feel like there's a way you could have done this that it wasn't like a big slap to the store. Yeah. Like you could have been like, you know, I, okay, right here looking at the camera on the spot. Maybe I don't have the answer, but give me a give me give me a day. I could probably come up with an intro. I could probably come up with an, a solution to this. So, all right, let's move. Let's get um. Now we're going to transition into the asthma day portion of the news. <laughs> right. And that the next four stories are all One, two, somewhat three, related yeah, into wrong. asthma day properties with a twist at the very end. So, uh, they just bought asthma day. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was moping around a pumpkin patch when a pumpkin spoke to me and told me to cheer up. You want to know what else it said? Nothing because I freaked out when I saw a talking pumpkin and I killed it. <laughs> that was less of a pun, but I just couldn't think of like I was saying as soon as I started that joke, it was like, what else did it say? Nothing. Uh, where am I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Days of Wonder announces Ticket to Ride Ghost Train. Come up on that train and ride. So this is... So there are three overall types, quote unquote, of, of Ticket to Ride products. You have your main box Ticket to Ride and like all the, the map packs and stuff that they've done. There's been also the smaller box, uh, like Ticket to Ride Amsterdam and New York and stuff. That It's like a 15 minute version of the game. And then there was that Ticket to Ride first adventure that was made for kids. Uh, this is kind of in that same vein as that first adventures thing. So... Um, it is uh, in the haunting edition of the classic Ticket to Ride First Journey. Is it older than 10 years? Because otherwise you can't call it a classic yet. <laughs> uh, parents and kids collect parade float cards to claim routes on the map and try and visit different locations in this hair-raising town. From the mad scientist lab to the gingerbread house and onto the lonely barn, players will have to make connections between locations on the map. Will they succeed in getting the trick-or-treat bonus along the way? Get ready, because going from the dark forest region to the seashore region can be a little eerie in this ghostly atmosphere. So $34.99, and it will be available in September in America and October worldwide. So yeah, 15, another. it also is a 15 to 30 minute game and two to four players, but this is, again, supposed to be designed around for kids. So if you got little ones and you love Ticket to Ride, uh, this will be coming out just in time for for your uh, your your Halloween themed game nights. There we go. Speaking of which, tangent. I actually did. Uh, I played my first board game with my two year old nephew. All right. Um, he was uh, so. He was being, um, you know, rambunctious because, uh, and over at the over at the grandparents because he his sister was born last week, and so there's that I'm not the only child anymore kind of thing. And uh, Asha was going to go over to help, and I was like, well, you know, they make like board games for kids that young, like two year old is usually kind of like the 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 starting for like Haba. They got those my first board games, and so I bought one of the the Haba games. That's it's like. Um, I forgot the name of it. It was like Nibble Critter or something or something like that. But it, it it's nothing complicated. It's got cards of like a fish that's got like a fish cutout that's got a wooden block of, of a fish that you put in the cutout. And then there's a card of like a cat and you like, what does the cat eat? And they go and grab the, the fish, you know, token sort of thing. <laughs> so it was neat. So you may you may start hearing some uh, some some more kid friendly games on, on, on the show. As the years go by, uh, blood rage. <laughs> My first blood rage. There we go. <laughs> I did, but I. That's. I mean, that's why I kept my. Uh, I've started keep. There's a couple of games that like, even though I never play them, they've been set aside because it's like this would be great for kids. I'm not. Nobody's gonna play it right now, but you know, I between having uh nieces and nephews now and like people my age that have had that have kids that are going to eventually grow up to the point where they be you know i was like the possibility is there so it's like specific set aside uh you need to you need to take the kid to the game store during the uh titans warhammer game oh yeah and get him hooked on warhammer oh trust me as soon as he can uh as soon as he can understand uh i'm buying that they have these warhammer adventures books that are like kids versions of of some of the warhammer novels and it's it, it's coming i already bought him a nurgle plushling is it, is it like is it like pokemon nothing dies they all just faint uh don't know you know it's just your imperialist propaganda okay there you go yeah. <laughs> was this like uh it's like starship troopers would you like to know more yes kids at home are doing their part <laughs> all right 
Uh, a samurai stole my streaming device. Yeah, my Roku's gone. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. I thought it was funny. Uh, Edge Studios will release Adventures in Rokugan, a Legends of the Five Rings setting book into retail on August 5th, uh, 2022. Hey, guess what? That's Gen Con. Yeah, this was kind of spoiled because I noticed that they had these things uh, in the, if you looked at the official Edge Studios, you know, former FFG stuff, uh, like, oh, what Star Wars games and what L5R stuff are they going to have at Gen Con this year? You kept, there was a whole, there wasn't so much of the actual system for L5R, but you did see a lot of Adventures in Rokugan. And it turns out, so this is a 5E book. So D&D 5E, to be specific, because right. I think technically the FFG version of L5R is 5E also. Like, really? The, well, meaning the fifth edition of L5R is what I mean, not D&D 5E compatible. No, no, I got I, it. I, yeah, it's like they've already had five editions of that? Well, it's been around since like the 90s. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a, yeah, it's a D&D 5E compatible adaptation of Legend of the Five Rings, it includes the class and race features player need to create characters to explore the world of Rokugan, as well as information on the various yokai that roam the realm. There are three different animal yokai detailed in the books, fought spirits, bat spirits, and other spirit, uh, oh, otter spirits. And then there's a water spirits that you, that you get it, drink. Yeah. So, so you can be Batman? Yes. No. You can be Aquaman? You can be Superman? No. Wait, no, foxes. <laughs> I was going to say, where are you jumping from Fox to Superman for? Yeah, no, well, the bat was flying and I already did Batman. <laughs> okay. So uh, the book also adds the activities of dungeon delving and monster hunting to Rokugan world. I'm I'm curious about this because I really, I mean, this is, I really like the FFG off of our game, you know, but it is hard to get people to play. But that, I feel like, uh, I feel like the reason that people don't play it is because of the setting, not the system. So then just changing the system doesn't change the setting problem. Yeah, that that could be a big thing. Because it's like people people don't play, a lot of people don't play L5R because they know it's a very in-depth work. Of course, I have this philosophy with a lot of IP-related games. And, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's really hard to get into, other people as excited as you are about a game unless they were already that way to begin with you know like our group in star wars you can get everybody to do star wars because everybody loves star wars yep. like for us we could run a stargate rpg because there's a, a bunch of us that love stargate but like uh, let me just do a quick scan of what of what ip related games do i have Oh, like Root. I have a Root game. It might get some people to play just because of the artwork is cute. And then there's there's been a couple in our group that have played the board game, but that's kind of a hard sell because it's like if you don't know the game, people are going to be like, I, I don't really care. <laughs> or like the Battletech RPG, you know, me, you and Mike and maybe Chris Nickel could probably probably do it but nobody else is really going to even care in our group about the battletech rpg yep that's that's a definite right there yeah so that's it'll be interesting i probably will pick this up at gen con one way or also another. is it just me or um when you see rokugan does your brain like autocorrect to bakugan uh it didn't before it probably will it now, will now. <laughs> thank you philip just, for ruining l5r for me hey 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 have you seen bakugan i probably just made it better for you <laughs> oh man uh i have the next great uh crossover idea it's a uh arkham horror meets doctor who they could even call it cthulhu <laughs> got it <he. laughs> 
Uh, you know, it, it, it happens to be like my favorite game. So I could not talk about there's a new expansion coming out for Arkham Horror, the card game. Uh, the Scarlet Keys. Um, this is going to be interesting because like with, you know, the, the A, they're doing it like they've been doing it recently where you're going to get the campaign expansion and you're going to get the investigator expansion, um, you know, to instead of having the, 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 the different packs, the six packs. But also... Uh, where is it? Do, 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 do. There's going to be, instead of it being like a specific location, like usually you have like Arkham or maybe it's like around Arkham or maybe sometimes it's, you know, you, you may go to another place, but overall you're staying in a, a specific system or a specific location. Uh, it begins in Arkham and then spreads to a whole bunch of different areas. So if I've got up on the screen here, like there's going to be a map of different locations and uh, then, as they say, literally across the globe, it's the game's very first completely non-linear campaign. After the prologue concludes, you and your party choose to where to go next, and wherever you go determines the scenario that you play. So this means that with the exception of the prologue and the finale, which always occur first and last, all the scenarios can be experienced in any order. However, you may not experience them all in a single playthrough since something it's not the, the one of the greatest sets isn't the mythos, it's time. And I imagine the order in which you play may affect what you what the other ones are like. If you've gone to place A and B, then you've unlocked something that maybe affects what happens in C, or you just bypass it if you play C first. You know what I mean? Yep, I'm picking up what's written down. So there's some people that talking about this. This feels like a uh, a beta test for for Eldritch Horror uh, Second Edition. If you if for okay. those of people that have played some of those games, I don't think you played Eldritch Horror. I didn't we play something that was like legally distinct Eldritch Horror. That was, I mean, we have, we've played tons of stuff. Because um, Eldritch Horror takes place on a big map of the world, right? Yes. And yeah, I think we played something like in Nichols' basement. It Like it was, but it wasn't. Right. There was also that Fortune and Glory game that, that uh, um, Jimmy and Corey had. About. That might be what it is. Because that had a big map of the world. Yeah. So, but that was, that was also, that was one of my first big kind of immersive storytelling base that was my that was my initial hit for for you know arkham horror and cthulhu for ffg yeah hoser 40k says arkham still takes my money i do like the open the more open world format i'm very curious to see how that that i need to get caught up i need to get our arkham group back together assembled again but i have a feeling that might wait until after gen con since some of half of us are leaving for that all right one last story and that since we were gone for three weeks i put a six story in here and that is, uh, if FFG made a card game with randomized decks, what would you call it? Key forgeries because they don't own it anymore. <laughs> I put the wrong link in there. That was the 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 FFG announcement, not the actual KeyForge announcement. So another company acquired the rights to KeyForge. Have to click here to learn more. Yeah, uh, okay, Ghost gotcha. Galaxy acquires KeyForge, and you'd be like, "Who the heck is Ghost Galaxy?" And at first I was like, what? And then you read down and you're like, oh, Ghost Galaxy was formed by Christian Peterson, the original founder of Fantasy Flight Games. Uh. So if you remember, uh, Keyforge got went kaputs, A, because the the uh, pandemic, because it's a very, it, it depends on having kind of like tournament play and organized play. Can't, you know, it's hard to. They tried with like the solo kind of stuff and the co-op-y kind of stuff. But I don't think that uh, that takes that take place very well. And uh, 
So the other thing that happened, sorry, my brain went out for a second. Um, the other thing that happened is that the engine that they used to procedurally generate these cards got ransomware and nobody had a backup, which is like data 101. That's so they were under sacrilege. Yeah, they were going to have to re they were going to have to redo the, the, the program from scratch. And so apparently Christian Peterson had started a new company called Ghost Galaxy, and they were going to be working on doing some kind of procedurally generated stuff because it was Christian Peterson's idea along with Richard Garfield. And so I guess when they found out about this, they went and, you know, as they were developing stuff, they were like, oh, we can do this because we're already working on something similar. And so Asmodee was like, cool, have it. (laughs) It's one thing we don't have to do. So, um, it, I, I don't know if I ever verbalized this, but I had a feeling that when Christian Peterson left fantasy flight games, that like he was going to do something else. Like just the manner in which he left made me feel like he just got tired of being under the Asmodee thumb and kind of wanted to go back to being like the, 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 the small designer studio again. Okay, that makes sense. Because if you read down, they've been, quote, it says, fortunate to gather a veteran group of former FFG game crafters, the former being the important line there. I don't know yeah. if that'd be fortunate or just, uh, yeah, we just uh, took advantage of the fact. Including the key technology team behind yeah. OG Keyforge. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Hoser40K says, I like how GG comes after FF and the similarity of the logos. I didn't even think of that. Oh my gosh, it does. Holy crap. I got to find, where's the, is there? The ghost get right at the bottom of the page. Yeah, it is, is but I, I'm logo. just trying to, I'd have to move the thing around. There's not an easy way for me to, for me to show it on the screen, but yes, it does look so much like the FFG logo, but I guess now it's GGG, although I sound like I'm stuttering. You have an internet problems over there, Chris? Yeah, apparently. Oh, it's right here in the low. It's, oh, that's, I just noticed it's here in the little jaw of this little uh, Oh, it is. It's on his, like, his armor piece. Like, Warcraft-esque crest. Yeah, this does very look uh, Warcraft armor. So yeah, hopefully we'll see some uh, Keyforge stuff in the news. Next thing you know, there'll be, uh, (laughs) now I'm just thinking, like, what's the next game that's, like, a ripoff of a game from <laughs> a fo- not ri- you know like oh no now we're gonna do uh cyborg uh netwalker <laughs> instead of android netrunner <laughs> so all right uh and th- then them's them's the breaks that's that's our news that was the longest news segment i think we've ever done it was it was six stories yeah we've done that before so we've done cool. that before but we we usually kind of go through them pretty quickly okay so i know we got a lot we i know we're gonna we're gonna end up talking about um some uh we we both played a board game in fact we both played the same board game but right. it was crazy yeah all, all somebody had to do was just ask it turns out that was the missing key uh That's but right. i have a couple of quick hits i want to get in here before we do that because i had some other board games didn't want to talk about last time so uh first of all I played the new Suro or the newest Suro, the Phoenix oh. Rising. This is the one that's got the it's got the plastic board with the tiles that that fit in, and you can flip them. And, and the tiles are double sided, so you can flip them upside down and flip and rotate them around. It's very okay. it, it's very interesting. Like you, the way it plays is you start unlike the regular Suro where you play and lay the entire board out as you play. This time you start with a four by four grid and you're playing the outside tiles. And so the idea being is that you kind of like move along the trail until you stop. And if you happen to pass the trail with these uh, little lanterns on it, you get stars and the first one to seven stars wins. 
And if you happen to go off the board, you get like one life that you can then come back onto to uh, until the unless the entire outside of the board is, is uh, lined up. Like it definitely takes when I the, the last Suro game that I played other than the main one was the Suro of the Seas. And I didn't like that because it was like they're just trying to overcomplicate a simple game. This one, I feel like they're just trying to meet, make a, a simple game more meatier. And I felt like they did a good job of that. But I still think I prefer the regular Suro. Just because the reasons I play Suro is for that really quick game that can play up to eight people, really simple to teach. In fact, by the time I finish setting it up, I've explained the game. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there's that whole like, you know, you're, you've, you've, you're building out the thing as you're doing it. This one, you're not really, you know, you're mostly just rotating the tiles on the board. Um, you're not really drawing up tiles. You get you get two if you are in a spot where you need to lay down a tile, but that's about it. So, eh. I mean, a part of me wants to take the board out of this one and use it in Suro. <laughs> oh, just because like the tiles stay in, do they stay in place? Yeah, they lock yeah. in place a little yeah, bit. Because yeah, because they kind of sit in, they have a little, It's it's got a grid in there, they sit in there. Oh yeah, that's like your nice. fancy, like your fancy Scrabble boards. But um, excuse me, sir, it's now Word with Friends, the board game. <laughs> so, if you're a fan of Suro, you might like. I would say if you've never played Suro, this is probably not necessarily a, a game to get. Uh, I would still recommend the original Suro. If you like Suro, you might want to try this because you might like this. But me, as as probably my Suro game is probably the most game played game on my collection. I think I'm going to stick with the original Suro. Uh, all right. Next up. Whoops. Wrong button. Uh, next up, I, I I teased this out in previous ones, but I got uh, more of these exp- the Rivals expansions for Vampire the Masquerade. I got them to the table and played them a lot more. So uh, there are, I've got two expansions here. I've got the Wolf and the Rat and Shadows and Shrouds. So I have played half of these decks and I've seen the other half of them played. So uh, the Wolf and the Rat here, uh, this adds two new clans. It adds Gangrel and Nosferatu. So Gangrel's really cool because it has like a lot of uh, animal familiar type stuff. So you get a lot of like animal attachments and they get bonuses for attaching set animals. So that deck's all about, you know, trying to, to, to get those, find those attachments and put them on your character and you get victory points that way. Um, the Nosferatu, uh, that deck is all about, um, you get points when you, it's, I'm trying to explain it in a way that makes sense to people who haven't played the game, but basically there are, um, there are basically, I'm trying to figure out what I call them in the game, but kind of like your homeless people, um, be, like in the city deck, you have your your mortals and then you'll have like homeless people in there. And the Nosferatu, basically they take advantage of everything, especially they love kind of like the secret. They kind of like live in the sewers sort of thing, that sort of dark and the, the, the people that everyone forgets. That's the kind of like MO that they're going. Vagrants. Yes. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for, vagrants. So uh, in the Nosferatu deck, you get points whenever you attach one of the vagrants to you as well. So it's kind of like the, it plays very similar to the the Gangrel deck, except for this, which is a big difference because I can, you know, in the game, I can spend an action to draw 
cards from my deck and try and get those animal companions. Here, only one of those city deck things flips on a turn and you're just sitting there waiting for the Vagrant to come out and hoping that somebody else, knowing that you get points off of the Vagrants, doesn't take that Vagrant from you or, you know, take it before you do. Now, granted, you can get points if you take it back for them, but it, it's just a very dependent deck. And this is just the the pre the precon deck. I, I'm the way that the precon decks built. I didn't like it. Like I I liked the idea. I don't like the execution. Like I like the way it played. I just it was very dependent on what cards flipped down. Like in a two player deck, a two player game was kind of fun because there was a little bit easier time of getting them. In a three-player game, it introduced the possibility of somebody else getting those vagrants and trying to stop you, and that made it a really, a really hard sell there. So um, that's so that's the the wolf and the rat. I was hoping maybe um, I may have to look at it some more and see if some of the if some of the other cards in there might help pull out those vagrants specifically. It didn't the the, the limited bits in the core of the the precon game didn't really have that. And then but I did also get to play Shadows and Shrouds. This adds the other two. So this brings the game up to 10 factions that you can play. 10 factions. Which is crazy to me that they can still find unique ways to play each deck. Uh, so it adds the Lasombra and the Hakata. So the Lasombra love to win, blah, blah, blah. So what, basically the way the Lasombra play is um, they they get agenda points and then spend them on their characters. Like their characters will get agenda points, but that doesn't score for them. They have to then play cards and use them to kind of convert the agenda on their on their their players or on their their vampires into their personal um, agenda points. But they have to do it before other players do because if you kill one of their vampires while it's got uh, agenda points on it, it'll mean you get them instead. However, I didn't really pay attention to that too much because I was play busy playing the Hakata. That was fun as hell. You want to know why? Because their way of winning is killing their own vampires. <laughs> okay. And it turns out it's really easy to kill your own vampires. You just order them to walk outside? Basically. Yeah, it okay. says they're, they use the blood of mortals to fuel their occult practices. So, like, uh, they are... You get points for, like, killing... You know, every time your your vampire goes in, in uh, torpor and each of their vampires, the torpor's where they, like, heal back to full health if they haven't been completely obliterated by, you know, like, aggravated sunlight damage or whatever. And so... Um, they they have all these abilities that like help them generate points and stuff while they're sitting there in torpor healing because it's supposed to be like they're using their blood to like fuel rituals and stuff. That's why it's like them not because they're not really dying. They're just put in torpor. So it's it's more of just they're sacrificing their blood and then they go and rest and then they come back and do more stuff. Super fun. It's the only time I've won this game with the agenda points because usually the, the the game of rivals ends when you've knocked out somebody's knocked out your rival or somebody gets knocked out like all their vampires get knocked out that's usually when the game ends but i actually got to the 13 agenda points just be and i almost lost because uh the influence or uh, you know the 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 money basically your mana that you have to spend to like summon your vampires because i kept having to like pay for them to go into torpor every time they died 
to start the process or whatever. I just kept slowly, slowly losing all of uh, all of my my mana, basically. And if you run out, uh, you lose the game. Um, and I got down to like one, and I was super scared because I was like, if someone hits me, I don't really have the cards to defend myself, and I'll die, and I'll lose the last one. And uh, and but nobody managed to target me. And then the next the next turn, I managed to play a card that allowed me to basically get back a bunch of that that resource. So I, I was I was sweating bullets there for a little bit, but I definitely like that one. I think my favorite is still uh, the the ones that scheme. I don't remember the Machiavellian or ones or I forgot what they're called. The ones that they 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 gain points off of doing scheming. Go figure me. Right. Yeah. But um. So that was that. Yeah, that was my quick hits. But uh, Philip, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everybody about this uh, the, you know this just just average board game that we happen to play? Oh, it was it was totally like you just your your absolutely generic um type. Of, there's bad guys trying to take over the place, and you got to stop him. Um, it's got this giant electronic tower right in the middle of the board. Uh, oh, that's right. We're the- talking about Return to Dark Tower. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, it is, it was a very, very fun game. Um, I, I mean, you know me, I like a lot of, um, a lot of app inclusion with yep. my games. Um, it's got that right there. Uh, yep. So we got a picture up on the screen here. It is, um, so you can kind of see the app in the corner there. Uh, you tell it how many players you've got. And I think we did, it was like nine turns every round, wasn't it? For us, I think it ended up being, I think one time it did go to like 10 or 11. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's got a very, uh, so at the top of the tower there, you, um, at the end of your turn, you drop one of these cool plastic skulls into it and it'll hold it. It'll spit them out. It'll do a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, the tower, it's got so many moving parts inside of it. It Mm -hmm. was just so much fun to, uh, to mess with and have it be like, hey, did you just throw that thing at me? No, I swear. I put it in the tower and <laughs> shot at you. That's how it happened. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, like, I, I got oh, to th- playing I, the adventure was great. Yeah, I got to thinking about this. This game technically has everything that I know for me, everything that I like in a board game. And I say technically because it technically does have a dice. <laughs> Nice. That's, you know, that's the biggest thing. It doesn't have a lot of dice, but it does have one. And I didn't really get to use it very much. But so technically, but like components wise, this has got like, I mean, granted, this is a Kickstarter or at least it was. I don't know if you can pick this up after the retail wise. I I think you can. Or if not, it turns out that they're going to have a new Kickstarter for a new expansion like Covenant or something like that coming up. So, but like components wise, I mean, you're talking about the, you got the huge freaking tower, um, but not only that, the actual components themselves are pretty solid. Um, you've got miniatures. Each of the people have got their own miniature for their, their person. You got the Mm -hmm. app integration, um, which I know a lot of people hate, but I say to those people, shut up. Cause I feel like it just makes games better. It, I mean, it took, cause like, what would we have had to have on the field yeah. or on the table to replace the, well, app? you'd have to get the, I mean, the, the original version of this game had an electronic tower, but it was kind of just, it didn't have an app. It just did stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, we would have to, like the, um, what was the, the, was it chaos? Was that what it was called? What are you talking the about? Stuff in between turns. Oh, uh, the events? The events, yeah. So, like, there'd have to be an event deck. Yeah. And there, uh, um, like, the fighting the monsters, there'd have to be, like, each monster would have to have a deck of its attacks and its stuff. Like, it took some stuff off of the table 
yeah. while still being able to to do it. Right. If that makes sense. I lost my whole train of thought. Yeah. And well, I, I mean, like, there's also this, there's a story aspect in there too, because it's like you choose the monsters that are going to be in each scenario. Like the, the big bad, you pick which big bad you're going to go after, but then you get to pick some of the minions and then it'll be like, oh, uh, like some of the events will reference items that you've picked up. Like you got that um, that companion, and then yeah, every, I got both those companions. Yeah. yeah, every now and then they'd be like, so and so's found this thing, and here's this uh, you know card to help you out. So Hoser uh, 40k in the chat says we loved uh, Return of the Dark Tower. Played it four times over the weekend. Um, we won only once, but games were close, and we randomized everything each game. Can be a lot to keep track of. Does need a few more characters to choose from. We have the miniature upgrade for the monsters. I'll be getting the new expansion and the Alliance expansion. Yeah, the Alliance expansion, uh, our friend had, but we hadn't even opened it because he hadn't played the regular game. Uh, it is interesting about the uh, monster... Uh, the monster upgrade? Mon- yeah, the miniature upgrade for the monsters. We'll have to let Chris know about that. Yeah. But... uh. I know there are two characters in the expansion, so but I, I I could see that maybe after a while it gets kind of it gets kind of maybe a little bit samey samey, but I feel like by the time that you've done that, you've played it enough to like move into the expansion. Yeah, definitely. But I do like how we won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we ended that up winning good. just because Philip decided to go all. He went all in and just like. <laughs> we were all about to die, but he just managed to push forward enough and managed to just get through enough cards. And even I looked, I was like, oh, damn it. Why did I hit that? We're going to lose. And then was it you that popped up? You're like, no, we can all afford to take. Yeah. Or no, I think it might have bat- been some, I might have been like Chris or or, or, uh, or Mike. Mike, but it was just like, no, it's okay. If you'd pass this card, we win. So who cares if we all take damage? Oh, that's right. And <laughs> it's like, boom, we win. Yeah. <laughs> So it was, uh, it was, it was kind of sad that we didn't get to experiment with the, there's like a dungeons piece where that's right. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really get to, cause it just, the timing didn't work out, but there's a dungeons part of the app where if you go to this location, uh, you get to kind of explore a dungeon. Think like if you're playing a D and D game on like roll 20, where you're like clicking your character through a map and different, uh, corridors happen to unlock different stuff. So that was really neat. Uh, but we didn't really get to see, but maybe like two rooms in there. And the advantage, uh, the advantage tracker, that was, oh yeah, how would you do that without an app? Yeah. So I'm curious, like, can you, I wonder if you can get, I wonder if you can get this retail wise somewhere. Oh, the version of, yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm going to Restoration Games website and I don't see anything there, but let me, let me go to like, I don't know, let's try cool stuff. Let me just see if it's on there. I know I, if you want it, you can get it. Aha. Okay. They have it. It says out of stock. I'm assuming that means they just haven't got any stock, but uh, expected release tw- December, 2021. Okay, maybe maybe not right now, but uh, I imagine this will be... And like I said, they got the Kickstarter coming up, so... So um, what if you go to the uh, support section of the Return to Dark Tower and you go down to the uh, need a replacement part and just order every single part? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hi, yes, I need one of each. Thanks. <laughs> 
You're silly. Oh, Dark Horde expansion. Is this the miniatures one? Oh yeah, this is it. Throw the throw this on the screen. Here you go. Box of sixty nine stunningly sculpted figures with detail enhancing ink wash. Wow. Wow. Eighty five millimeter tall Titan. Oh, that would be cool to see on the board. That's what like the size of your fist. Uh, roughly about that. Yeah. So it's like eight point yeah. five centimeters. No shit. A uh, hundred ninety dollars. You so yes, you can. Uh, oh. Our, our stock on the first printing is almost exhausted. If you're here because you missed it, you're in luck. Oh, there's one scenario that has you go through three different dungeons to destroy altars. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we may have to do that. That might be our next one. That would be fun. Yeah. And I think the I think this is cheaper than what it was on the Kickstarter price, although you end up getting like all the other stuff. But regardless, uh, I this was like two thumbs up for me. Like, I really enjoyed this game uh it was one of the it was the one of the it was probably the best game that didn't involve games workshop minis that i've played in a while (laughs) what what site's that on uh that's just from restorationgames.com oh that's from there okay yeah there if you went instead of instead of clicking to the dark tower part if you just click to their main part and then hit shop oh yeah it pops up right there yeah are you sending Chris the link? No, I'm looking at it. Oh, okay. 90, 80, Alliances expansion. Yeah, that's the one he already has. And we haven't, you know, it was still in shrink because it's like, why? Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Hoser says the Titan is awesome looking. I bet. Wait, do they have pictures here? Let's see. Let's see if we can get. Oh, look at that dragon. Oh, man. Oh, man. These are. Oh, I don't even think I'd like. I wouldn't even paint these guys. These look great. Is that the Titan? I bet that's the Titan. Oh, man. Although it's giving me like Skeletor vibe. Yeah, right there under the two dragons. Yeah, that's got to be the Titan. So yeah, this uh, this game looks great. I loved it. Um, and Philip, what did you, what did that two thumbs up for you as well? If if I mean hell, if I had more hands, it would get all thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I'm throw a quick plug in here before we get to the the last segment of the show. And uh, boardsandswords.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash boardsandswords. Either one you want to go to. Uh, we got bonus bits. We'll be recording those later this week or later, but because uh, I got to skedaddle after this, but uh, we'll have more stuff on it. We got to figure out what we're going to talk about this time. But last time we talked about the Sonic and Sonic 2 mini or the Sonic. I saw the chat. That's what I get for see, reading the chat. The movie Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We also, which then... It was funny because they're like, oh, we'll talk about that. But we probably spent like 10 minutes talking about the movies and then the rest of the time talking about other video game <laughs> movies. Which, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you can expect in the bonus bits. Yeah, we exactly. Will, hey, here's our topic. Yeah, forget that. Yeah, we've done. I I love doing it. However, we're kind of floating. Uh, granted, you know, things that, you know, we've, we've had some, some time, um, you know, the pandemic. We've had rough times going on. But uh, we're, we're getting kind of low to those bonus bits not being a thing anymore. We're at like $29 out of uh, 20 is where that mark is. So um, a dollar a month is all we ask. There's other stuff. You will get other stuff. But all we really care about is that everybody, if it's worth, if each show is worth 50 cents, then we ask you to go pledge a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash boards and swords. Uh, so, Philip. Do you remember back in the day when we did a show called Relative Dimensions, which became OCD? Uh, we I used to have a segment that was a uh, Monster Manual Mad Libs. I do. Okay, so uh, I decided to bring it back. Except for here, we're gonna do board game Mad Libs. And so what I've done 
is, and I'm not going to really, although you could probably guess it by the time we finish this one, I'm not going to necessarily have you name it like I tried to get you to think about for the for the monster one. But I just took a blurb out of the BGG page of a board game that you've played, and uh, we're going to uh, fill it out. So um, start getting your start getting your 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 verbs and plural nouns and adjectives all together because I will tell you it's mostly those. So uh, first thing I'm going to fill it out here and then we will get things going and I will read you how it how, what what you uh, what you help create. Are you right. ready? I am ready. I need an adjective. Small. Small. All right. A plural noun. Dragon. Dragon. Zuh. Because I said plural now. Yep. Uh, a verb. Fight. Did you say fight? Fight. Okay. Yes, fight. fight. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix this up a little bit just so you're not figuring it out as we go along. Uh, another adjective. Purple. Purple. And a verb. Mince. Okay. Plural noun. Mince. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes no we're not gonna do that um uh wires wires okay uh another adjective soft what was that soft soft okay and uh, plural noun horns horns another adjective smooth smooth a verb run run uh adjective uh loose loose is that it yeah that's it. yep uh one more adjective pointy Pointy, and then I need two plural nouns. That'll be it. Two plural nouns. Uh, so let's go with cards and wheels. Wheels. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. So we've got... Uh, <laughs> the game is Spyfall. <laughs> Small Dragons, the card game, fight players to run iconic wires from the smooth universe as they meant to stop loose villains from enacting their devious horns. As a pointy card game, Small Dragons is supported with purple releases of soft product, ew, including new cards and wheels. I think that cards actually fit in the right spot. Yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, I think it was technically heroes, but... Uh, ah. Any guesses as to what this was? Oh, Lord, I, I messed that. I have no idea. Uh, Marvel Champions. Oh, it was Marvel Champions? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Small Dragons, the card. How did that... Did I miss a... Now I'm wondering, did I miss a word? Because it was... Because it, it just the, the first sentence went weird. Oh, okay. It says invites players. Okay. It, Marvel Champions, the card game, invites players to embody. So I small dragons, the card game, fights players. Okay, so that should have been fights, as I'm correcting the thing that we'll never read again. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that actually worked just in time because I we did go a little bit long on the news, but uh, in the future, I might do a couple of those. I did, wasn't sure how long the actual... Uh, how long the actual coming up with words would be. Oh, yeah. So, all right. That's all we've got this time. Philip, I think it's time to roll that beautiful bean footage. That's been our show, everybody. Uh, we hope you like what we do. Uh, we're recording every other Monday, boardsandswords.com slash live. That's got the schedule with all the links to our live streaming channels. And you got to be here in two weeks, folks. Be here in two weeks. Send us feedback. Check us out live live. Email us, feedback at boardsandswords.com, facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod, Instagram, at boardsandswordschris, at boardsandswords on Twitter. I'm taking clips of the show, and I'm putting them on uh, TikTok and all those reels and stuff, so check them out there. Boardsandswords.com has links to everything else, like the Patreon. And yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Help. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another great show. 
If it seems like this was a little bit of a down note at the very end, that's because we're just saving the awesomeness for next time. In the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story, and ours hits 200 in two weeks! Woo-hoo!